Hello, this is Martin Garrow. You're listening to the Quantum Leap Podcast. Welcome to the Quantum Leap Podcast, everyone. I'm Christopher T. Philippus, and I'm here with the latest in our series of interview redo specials, featuring the interviews we did with the cast and crew of the Quantum Leap Revival series throughout Season 1 most of which appeared only on our YouTube channel. And I hope you brought your appetite because we're up to episode 13, Family Style, where Ben has to help a South Asian family keep their restaurant afloat. As befitting the theme of this episode, we have a few Family Style interviews to share. First, Matt and I speak to guest stars Laura Nimi and Anisha Jagannathan. Then we have another joint interview with guest stars Nandini Minocha and Mira Simhan. Finally, we wrap things up with the triumphant return of Deborah Pratt to the Quantum Leap podcast. Family Style marks Deborah's Quantum Leap directorial debut, and she tells us what it was like working on the Revival series and connecting with this new Quantum Leap family. All of this amazing content is thanks to our extended family, producers Harold Sullivan, Glenda Palma, Chris, aka Brackmang, Mike Covert, Jeff Kiska, Craig Riedler, Cosplay Dad, Charles Allen Gossard, and Morgan Felden. Go to patreon.com slash quantumleappodcast to learn more about how you can support the show. All right, time to dig in. Hello, Leapers. It's me, Chris, and I am here with Matt Dale. And this time out, we are interviewing two of the guest stars from the Quantum Leap episode, Family Style. Please welcome to the mic with us, Laura Nimi and Anisha Jagannathan. Laura, Anisha, welcome to the Quantum Leap Podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So, I mean, uh, this is the second of our family-style interviews, um, and we're doing them family-style, so thank you for agreeing to appear together. Uh, It's very apropos for the episode. I love Um, this because Anisha and I probably will be talking more than we did even when we were on set. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because our characters were separated. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. We noticed that. We, we we booked this in before we'd seen the episode, um, just just based on the cast photos. So it's a bit of a risk. And then yeah, we did notice Laura. I love it. A lot by I yourself, love so. it. Great to introduce you to each other. And here we go, making connections. That's what we do here in this podcast universe and quantum leap fandom. Um, so if you guys want to just start, we usually like to start with some general background um, about you know how you got started in the biz and what brought you to uh, the role that you got on. Quantum Leap. So uh, why don't we start with uh, you, Laura? Oh, okay. Um, uh, Well, I've been an actor for a very long time. I'm a native Angelino. I kind of grew up in the biz. My mom was a producer. And um, I honestly didn't think I was going to be ending up in the business. I was kind of a rebellious teenager. So I I was in rock and roll for a while. And um, then I... I got very involved in theater and eventually realized that I'm here in LA, that TV is what pays the bills and um, just got heavily into television and, and film. So I've been doing it for a long time and just, uh, and this, this um, uh, character and this, this show was like a real coup for me because I just come off a series and I'd been on NBC. Um, so, you know, it was like a, a perfect fit for me, but I, this is a character that I normally don't play. You know, was, I, you saw the episode, obviously it's, so this was very exciting for me cause I'm, you know, 
normally uh, a little bit more likable in, in, in <laughs> at least recently. Uh, that's what, what's been happening. So, uh, and as the viewers will see, this is, uh, Kathy is not so nice. Not so nice. No. <laughs> so, um, yeah. and I was very excited because my family's a huge Quantum Leap fans. And so I got this part right before Thanksgiving. So during Thanksgiving, we as a family started binge watching a lot of the older episodes, the Marilyn Monroe one from the original series, um, which I had never seen. And then, uh, you know, some of this new series, which is just so cool. And uh, yes, yeah, so I was really excited. Well, that's terrific. We'd love to hear that uh, you guys, that, that Laura, you're a fan of the original series. Um, yes. That speaks to the leapers in all of us. How about, how about you, Anisha? I mean, were you familiar with Quantum Leap before you booked the role? And how did you come to the series? Um, I wasn't familiar, actually, with Quantum Leap uh, before the role. I knew that this series was a reboot, but I hadn't watched um, the original series. Uh, my parents loved it, so <laughs> they were kind of telling me, oh, my God, you're doing the new Quantum Leap. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, um, we, um, yeah, same thing as Laura. When, uh, when I got the role, we all binged the new series and um, – it's just so exciting and so fun. And I was so looking forward to being a part of like, and you know, I feel like this episode is different from other episodes in that it's, um, it has action and stuff, but I feel like not like the other episodes in terms of, um, I don't know. I, I was told this was more like the original series, this episode mm -hmm. of kind of small, intimate family members, uh, and their issues. And I think that, I mean, I was really Felt really blessed to be a part of this one because it just had a lot of heart. So, yeah, this definitely yeah. comes across as the the smallest of the episodes so far, and I, I mean that in a complimentary way. It's uh, it was obviously what was intended and, and came through. I guess um, a lot of that uh, comes from the the relationship between the characters and the relationship between the actors. Could you could you maybe both talk a bit about um, a bit about that atmosphere? Uh, relating with the other actors on set. Oh yeah, it was um it was honestly one of the best experiences I've had on set. I everyone was so and I, this sounds so cliché and like cheesy, but everyone was very supportive and very welcoming and very nice. Um you know, usually I kind of I'm like okay, I'll just stay in my lane and and, and do my thing and try not to cause a fire on set, you know, but I think, um, but everyone was, yeah, extremely welcoming and just made it feel comfortable immediately. And, um, so it felt easy to get to those maybe more emotional places because there was just like a, a shorthand. Also, um, I just had never been with that many South Asians on set and that was, um, really refreshing and it was really, um, fun. And the writer was like from a town next to where I grew up from, um, in the Bay. So it just felt like a completely different experience than I had ever experienced. It felt very like familial and like, um, yeah, I enjoyed every single aspect of it. I never dreaded anything. It was just, it was great. Yeah. And Laura, you had a, a little bit more of a heavy role in this. <laughs> Tell us because you, you're the part. No, you're, not, you're not part of the family. <laughs> that's right. That's right. 
And, uh, um, but my experience was great. I mean, look, in my career, uh, for many, many years, I had uh, very few female directors that I worked with. So for me, it's always exciting when I see a female behind the camera. Uh, and, you know, I, I believe it was the DP and fe- we had a lot of female energy um, uh, behind the scenes, which is, which is lovely, you know, for, for me. Um, and, sh- and Deborah is such a talented and she, you know, she's sh- the showrunner as well. She's, she's just so talented. So um, that's always fun when you've got somebody, because when I was on This Is Us, Ken Olin, who was the showrunner as well, would direct episodes. And you always felt like, oh, OK, I'm in really good hands here because they really know the show. They know what they want. Do you know what I mean? So that was that's um, that's always nice. And the writer, you know, I, I, I agree with Anisha. It's just it's great to have. um uh, you know, South Asian representing this kind of story. So, uh, especially on prime time. So, but in terms of, you know, uh, this, the set dynamic, I mean, the, these two leads could not have been more gracious and humble and just so fun to work with. They're just so fun. I mean, there's something to be said about when I know Raymond's been doing it a long time, but, um, uh, the girl who plays, uh, Addis- um, Caitlin, Caitlin. Yeah. She was talking about when she first got this gig and how, you know, what, how exciting that was. And so for me as a veteran in this business, hearing somebody when they're just breaking into something is, it's always so fun. You know, it's exciting. There's you know, they're excited to be there. Everybody's really, there's an energy, you know what I mean? And on a little side note, I have to say on the on the coattails of safety on set and whatnot, you know, we had a scene that we shot that had a, a gun in it, and the way that is the you know the way that that was handled, I have to say, was very um, it it just made me feel very safe, and they really stopped and and really you know it was a, it was a thing that there was a gun on set and we stopped and everybody had to look at the gun and it was just, it felt really safe. And I just, um, I don't know. I just, I just felt like that was something worth noting because during these times, it's like, Mm. especially in the middle of a pandemic, when everybody's rushing, we got to get tested. We got to get this, we got to get that TV moves so fast that right now that that is something that is um, to be, you know, focused on obviously. So I loved how they handled that. Yeah, I had brought that uh, issue up with Marquise Wilson, who uh, played um, Henry in the episode Salvation or Bust. And uh, he had, uh, you know, there were guns on that set, too. And um, I had brought up that topic with him because it's become such a sensitive issue um, right. due to recent events. And uh, he had mentioned the same thing. So it's it's nice to hear that um, all of that those protocols are in place because I, I got to tell you, Quantum Leap wouldn't be Quantum Leap without a gun-toting villain. And right. um, you join you join a long line of um, let's just say very broad villainy in Quantum Leap. They're usually pretty over the top. I, I I was just like, this is great. This is so Quantum Leap because I mean, how many how many landlords have gun-toting thugs? <laughs> I just thought it was amazing. Of the mustache. Yeah. You know, my character's name is Kathy in this, but it wasn't that to begin with. It was Jerry, 
Then it was Terry. And then it hit <laughs> Kathy. And I was like, wait, what's going on? I kind of love the Jerry and Terry. So uh, I guess I was a Kathy and not a Karen. I don't know what, what, I don't know what happened. It was, it, it was uh, a fun little antidote from this character. So, Anisha, um, how was it working with um, Nandini? Um, you guys had some great scenes together, and uh, the family dynamic uh, that Matt had spoken about before and that everybody seems to have embraced in this episode, it seems so effortless between the two of you. It felt like I was watching an actual family. Can you talk a little bit about the process of, of coming together with the other actors to, to pull that off? Yeah, Um well, she was incredible, um, and I feel like from the get-go, very open, very welcoming, and um, just immediately has this, like, I feel like emotional shortcut with people. You meet people that are, like, um, just very easy to, like, meld with very quickly, and um, she has that, like, empathy and, and understanding and you know, she, um, has been, been in this business longer than I have. And, and we would talk about kind of, um, her struggles with representation and, and my struggles with representation. And I think that bonded us pretty quickly as well, because it was just, um, similar experiences, similar difficulties, similar joys. And, um, yeah, she really did feel like family and you know i don't know if this is with all south asians but it's pretty easy to like when you meet another you're like probably related in some way so you're <laughs> like I'm, I'm, i i don't know it just it feels um different than meeting anyone else i'm sure you guys know if you meet someone from your hometown it's like oh my it, there's an immediate kind of mm -hmm. shortcut it's kind of the same with meeting her and um we would talk about scenes like even on set before and we would talk through them and the emotions of it. And she was very open to like, you know, you don't get much rehearsal with filming. So she was very open to like talking through things and talking about her relationship. And, um, yeah, she was just so supportive and right there, you know, and during the parts that I was kind of scared of. Um, and so was Raymond. He was in like, <laughs> immediately um part of the family it just felt like he fit in so great into that like indian sister role it's hard to describe but he was just like perfect um taking that on so i it felt it felt like intuitive to have that shortcut with both of them um or to have that um tie but um i think it says a lot towards their character about how quickly they can open themselves up to people they just met and like, and let them in and collaborate. Um, it was just like, it was fantastic to be around. It was, yeah, very welcoming. Chris and I both talked about the fact that it, it, this is a tearjerker. This, this is an episode that made us cry. And for me, the moment that that starts is when Nandini turns to you and, and gives you the opportunity to um, to, to have the to, to take over as the, the head chef. From that point till the end of the episode, the waterworks are on. And I, I just really wanted to understand more <laughs> about that. That precise, you just give each other a look, and it's so wonderful. And I wonder, was that particularly early on 
in the filming? Or had you had a chance to build up that relationship before you did that sequence? Because that's that's just that's outstanding. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that that was actually towards the end of filming, and um, we had been able to talk and and get to know each other. And yeah, that scene was um, very special. I think uh, for like what I was, I can speak on what I was going through in that scene was, um, you know, I get pretty homesick here and (laughs) there's not a lot of, um, community that I, that I've built here in terms of like, uh, not a lot of South Asians that I know in LA. Um, and I think seeing, um, just the physical, like family come together in that moment, um, was so emotional and so, um, I don't know. It felt very like, uh, you could feel like the acceptance, like, um, like radiating off of them. And, uh, and that moment in terms of her, like passing the baton onto her, I feel like, you know, that's a lot of kids dreams is that their parents kind of trust them with their futures and their choices. And I think especially in our community, there is like, you know, there's a stereotype that is true most of the time of parents wanting the kids to go a certain direction, you know, whether it's terms of like safety, be safe in your career, or like, we want you to be secure, you know, and um, I think that moment of like, the mom fully trusting my character, the daughter is um, something that you don't really, it's a very small moment, but it's so rare, I feel like it's hard to see that kind of dynamic on TV. And um yeah, it really, you know, I've had my, like, problems with family members not really, like, approving of the things that um, I do. And uh, sometimes you live out, like, your dreams through your roles and, like, the things you wish, the conversations you wish you could have. Um, so it was, it was like, very moving for me. And um, Nandini was... Uh, I, I I don't know if she I don't know what she felt, but it was very like she was like um she felt like offset like uh she kept saying like it's like you're my daughter. I think that's what she kept saying. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I imagined that's what she was saying. <laughs> Maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. <laughs> don't take me at my word. But I was like, Yeah, and you feel like my mom, but you know, young mom older sister vibes. So <laughs> cool. uh, that family feeling that came through in this episode, um, Matt and I both comment that um, this episode feels um, very much like the original quantum leap. And Laura, as, as a fan of the old show and just being a veteran in the industry, um, were you familiar with, with Deborah or at least Deborah's work before you got to work with her? Like what, what no. was it like to meet the Deborah Pratt? But no, I hadn't. Um, so it was really, that part was really, really cool. But, you know, I've seen Scott on stage and I've seen him in different things. I mean, I'm just a big fan of Scott Bakula. I think he's a fantastic actor. So, you know, that was, uh, you know, just to, just to, you know, go back and think about some of these episodes, oh, these older episodes were, were kind of, were kind of great. And I just love that, uh, what Raymond's doing with this character. I love, 
that they just, they're just not trying to duplicate it. They're doing their own thing, which is, um, which really is hard when you're doing something that's so beloved. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but, uh, but they're keeping with the spirit of it. Like you said, like this one is a nod to kind of some of the older episodes, and um, I love that I got to be a part of this episode because it really is a beautiful one. You know, we don't get to see these episodes until everybody else gets to see them. So it sucks. It's like, I can't wait to see, you know, you read it on the page, you see your other actors and then, you know, and then on the day you, you watch like everybody else does just to, to watch it play out. Um, so, you know, I know these casting directors, I've been, I've known them for years and they're always fantastic and, as I looked around, you know, the set, which by the way, was in the back lot of, um, at universal, right. We we shot at universal, right. Anisha? Yeah. And yeah. what was really cool about it, it was one of those, one of the days was a, the epic scene of the fire and whatnot. And, and it was just the back lot. It was just one of those Hollywood moment days as an actor for me where you had the universal tour buses in the background touring the, you know, this huge uh, street that we're filming on and everybody's waving all the actors and the DP and the, you know, everybody's waving. They're so excited to see behind the scenes on quantum leap. You know, it's, it was just one of those uh, wonderful days, you know, just to be in the biz. Wasn't I it? Remember that? Want- <laughs> oh my no! It was incredible. It was I remember so like, it was this, epic day. This is a once. <laughs> this is what I used to think like Hollywood was. Right. You know, just a bunch of <laughs> explosion scenes with tour buses kind of going. So that was it. Was it was fun. so fun? Yeah. I, I wanted to actually ask you about that scene a bit because um, it's one of the most dynamic in the episode and the finished effects are really, you know, pretty spectacular. You have a huge explosion. So I wanted to know uh, what was it like filming that? Were there a lot of um, actual pyrotechnics or is all that done in post? Like how, how do they, how do they pull something like that off? It was, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine how they would. I thought it would all be in post. Um, but there was a lot that was actually there to react off of. Um, the first thing is <laughs> me, Raymond, and I think Nandini were all wearing these like chef clogs. So we were trying to run <laughs> around the car <laughs> to the scene. I will say that and, watching them in those clogs <laughs> and trying to run like a normal person in an emergency with those clogs um, and seeing how he executed it was probably the best part of that day for me. (laughs) Um, But no, they had um, fire kind of inside the restaurant. Like I guess they had like a fire bar inside the restaurant that had like actual fire. They had fire, I think outside of the restaurant, I believe it was real fire, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, then they would shoot like, glass shards which was rubber and then when we reset they clean it all up and then we do it again and um it was like a a lot of visual there for us to react off of so it was super easy because it was almost very close to just being the real explosion so um it was i mean like laura it's one of those like moments that you're like I can't believe I'm in a scene like this i never thought i'd get to do like a, a little action scene you know um so, yeah, it was very – and again, with the safety, they were very, very, very 
professional and I felt so safe and I felt like I could run into the fire and be completely fine. So it was like, they were very, um, yeah, they were very safe about that. So it all felt like a really just fun day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to think that, uh, being on the back lot, uh, we've noticed a lot of back lot shooting in this, in this season. Once, once you see it, you can't really unsee it. Right. And that's another thing that's right from the DNA of the original quantum leap. They were on that universal back lot quite a bit. And, uh, Matt wrote, <laughs> Matt wrote a whole encyclopedia about quantum leap. I think he can name every single building and every, and yeah. what, uh, what other show it was in. And <laughs> was this some Sadly, of the same, yes, some of the same, it's, it's uh, been lovely scene. That that restaurant has popped up in. It comes up every other week at the moment in the, the current series. Oh, so, I love they it. They redress a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was also the pawn shop in uh, in the Bounty Hunter episode too. I'm not sure. And I think it showed up in in the background last week. So you guys are part of a long tradition. Let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah, it it was that. in the first episode as well. I love that you guys know all these little ins and outs of it. It's so cool. We're just the nerds. This is this is just our hobby. <laughs> we spend a lot of time watching it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um. Um. You know. That being said, uh, any any tales from the set that you guys want want to share that we haven't touched on, or you know, there was. Uh, I just remember it was freezing like it is now, um, and <laughs> we were wearing like Indian clothing is typically for pretty high levels of heat you know it's cotton it lets in a lot of atmosphere and so i just i mean the main thing i remember is um jumping up and down for like before the scenes like uh trying to generate some heat uh with the cast members and kind of trying to cuddle each other in the best in the like between every moment try to get the heat going so that was one thing that I remember that was really memorable that like brought us together. It, we were acting like it was a tundra, but it was really just what? <laughs> 60, 60 degrees. And it was like, <laughs> it was, it was like we were on like um, the set of alone or like somewhere in the Arctic. So <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. There was definitely cuddling. We had our little, we had our little yeah. heater. Everybody was huddled around this little heater in, you know, behind the scenes and everybody was just like in between takes huddled behind it. <laughs> Everybody, your listeners are like, "Come on, it's LA. We're not feeling sorry for them, please." <laughs> no, I think that's the worst part. Is we're all used to this sunny, like warm <laughs> womb weather, and so to just get even a little chill was—I mean, I felt unbearable. I think everyone was acting like little. We were all drama queens, but it was—it was validated. It was cold. It was validated. <laughs> This was filming over December, was it? Right. Yeah. Whereabouts? Yeah. Okay, so I think even so by my British standards, that's We're totally allowed. cold. <laughs> really? Even by I, British I standards? Imagine. Okay, that, then I feel okay. Okay. <laughs> well, um, so, I mean, we, we've been discussing Quantum Leap a lot. Um, Laura, I know that you've um, done a million things, a little show that no one's ever heard of called This Is Us, and... Uh, I, what, what do you guys got coming up in the future? Like, where can our listeners uh, look to see you next? Monday night. Monday night on <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, Leapers. Um, yeah, I am um, uh, right now, you know, we're just, we're, we're, uh, 
for me, I am waiting to see, you know, that you're an actor, you go from, from job to job. And right now it's pilot season, so to speak. So there's lots of stuff that's in the mix, but we'll see. I mean, that's, that's the fun thing about the fun and, and, and frustrating part of this business is that you just have no idea what your next move is going to be until it unfolds. And then you're on quantum leap playing, playing a, just a nasty character which we would have never thought. So um, right now for me, it's to be announced. Anisha? How about you, Anisha? Anything coming up? Monday night. Um, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so it's, it's Monday night. You know, it's, it's the same. I, I, I know for Laura, it'll be like the next thing next week. Okay. And I hope for me. And, you know, you just <laughs> get it. Hope week by week there's gonna be something, but no, it, it is very. Um, I'm very thankful for like even being Monday night. You know, it's it's very cool for me. Yeah, yeah. I just came off a long run of 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 some fun stuff. I, uh, the patient that was on Hulu. I don't know if you guys saw that with Steve Carell. Um, so that's right now. The SAG Awards are tomorrow night, so he's nominated. So right now, that's still in my peripheral of of just a wonderful show to have been a part of, but I hope I get to work with Anisha because I didn't really get to work with her too much on this. So that's my new hope for this year that I get to work with you, girl. I know it was, it was so strange. It was like, we were literally separated. I would only see you from so far yeah, talking like, to exactly. like, Raymond. And, yeah. It was almost method. I was sad. It was taken away from you, yeah. but yeah. Can't wait to see it Monday night. Yeah. In the uh, in the family style vein, do either of you have any any plans for watching it on on Monday nights? My friends definitely want to watch it. I want to run away and hide, but I will <laughs> be watching it with them. I think my family is also probably going to be watching it. Yeah, it's a. Uh, you know, I, I'm still having trouble watching myself on things. I just hope that it exists like theater and I don't have to see it, but it doesn't. And so, I <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Laura, are you okay with watching yourself? On uh, no, I don't like to watch myself on things, but my dad has been stalking me on this episode. Like he lives in Colorado <laughs> and he was like, cause this got pushed back. This was originally yeah. supposed to air on a different time. So he does this thing. Anytime I'm on TV, or anything. I could be on a commercial. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is. He sends a mass email out to all these people. And of course, you know, in the when you're in the biz long enough, you know, things always get changed, right? Your air dates always get changed. And so, you know, it's been a, it's been a, a little bit of an ordeal that he's had to go back to his friends and go you know, send duplicate yeah, I, emails. I and say, I guess, sorry, that- because I know my dad will listen to, he is also a major stalker, crazy stalking. He like knows the agents. He's like an engineer, but he knows the agents and the representation of everybody on the cast. It has freaked me out to no end. He's, he's known before I have that it's been pushed back. I don't know how it's uh, so uh, something about dads and stalking. It, it's cool, but scary. <laughs> Right. If we have trouble getting in touch with any of the cast members, we'll give your dad a call. Maybe he can help us out. Yes. <laughs> he already knows their numbers, home addresses. <laughs> my dad and my dad should be, you know, watching this together. 
Absolutely. No. Yeah, absolutely. We have to make that happen. How lovely is that though? How lovely is it to be on a show where your parents love to watch? I believe me, I've done a lot of shows where it's like, nah, I ain't watching that show, you know? So it's really nice when you're on a show that like the fam can watch, you know? Right, right. Yeah. And I know that you both had mentioned that you're not very comfortable watching yourselves on screen, but if I can just fan gush a little bit, this is um, one of the better episodes of the season. And um, you guys are both terrific in it. Anisha, you have the funniest line in the episode. So you'll know it when you see it, but you should watch it. Trust me. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, now I can't wait. I'm so scared. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. It's, yeah. I have no idea what line you're talking about. Actually, you, like, when you watch it, you'll know. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what the line is. I, I, All right, I've do you want me to reveal well. it? I thought the whole thing was fantastic, but I. No, it was in the scene actually that you had asked about before, Matt. And uh, Nandini says, "Can I change my mind?" And Anisha looks at her and says, "I don't know. I've never seen you." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I can't oh. wait to see oh, this now. Yeah. yeah, that was actually, that because, was a fun moment. But you were so deadpan. Like, you were just, like, so, like, no. <laughs> it was great. It was great. So, I don't know if we, I, should we leave that in? I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm being a little too effusive. So, sorry, guys. I'll, ba- I'll be, okay, no, I'll, be, no. I'll be interviewer I, I, again. Okay. <clears throat> so. No, I love, I love that <laughs> moment, too. It was very, because, you know, so many people in my life are as stubborn as Nancy's character, <laughs> and it is shocking to have that switch of her being like i can change my mind it's like no you can't you never have i don't know what that's like <laughs> so, yeah wonderful moment uh, just an episode filled with wonderful moments and um so evocative of the original so i want to thank you on behalf of the fandom um for bringing the the feels back uh, of the original quantum leap because that's something that this show has done occasionally but it, as you guys said it's it's trying to strike out its own its own thing Laura especially you know you've seen the other show and they're trying to walk that line of being right. faithful but original right and it's nice sometimes for them to just sort of like go back to the formula i guess not that this was a formulaic episode or anything but right. it's it, it hit a lot of the sweet spots that quantum leap is known for mm-hmm. and um like i said you, the, the the cast just had everything to do with that. And I feel like it's because Deborah was um, behind the camera yeah. doing it. I mean, it's her baby, it's her show. So yeah. um, I think she, she brought a lot of that old sensibility back too. So yeah, yeah. it's yeah, wonderful. She was fantastic. Yeah. Like one of the best directors I've ever had. I mean, she was just so warm and open and yeah, it was easy to get to those places with her behind the lead. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, Laura, Anisha, it's been so wonderful, a treat to talk to both of you. Thank you so much for spending time with us here on the Quantum Leap Podcast. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. It's been, it's been really fun. Thank you so much. And thanks, thanks Leapers, for watching and, and being yes. for all these years. <laughs> there you go, Leapers. There's your round of applause. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Matt on the Quantum Leap Podcast. I'm here tonight with Chris. And uh, today we're super excited to be talking to Nandini Minocha and Mira Simhan, uh, both from this week's episode, Family Style. Uh, Nandini, Mira, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Um, So we always like to... 
We always like to start by uh, just understanding a bit about your background, um, what's, what led to you uh, being in Quantum Leap. So, uh, Nandini, perhaps we could start with you, just a, a quick, quick overview of your career, please. Sure. Um, I started my career in LA kind of late, so I was 45 before I got here. Uh, I've had many careers before that. I have a master's in business economics like a good Indian girl that grew up in India. And uh, I've had a few avatars before. So, but as I said, I, I came to LA at 45 and I've been doing this for about 10 years now. And um, how did I get on Quantum Leap? I booked it. <laughs> <laughs> how did you go from being um, a business economics background to coming to the States, at, um, you know, in, in middle age and, actually decide to be an actor was that was that the reason you came here like how did that all come to be well this is going to take up the entire podcast but very <laughs> briefly and quickly go ahead yeah. um, i'd like to know too <laughs> i came here when i was 33 i came to the u.s when i was 33 um and i came here because of personal reasons so my i have two kids the oldest was uh, diagnosed with autism and so when he was diagnosed, I decided uh, with my then husband that we were going to move to the U.S. And so I did that. And I sort of left what I was doing back then. Uh, I had I had a career in advertising. Then I had started my own recruitment firm, which I ran for about five years in the advertising and marketing space. That's what I was doing at the time. And then I left all of that. Um, I was an actor. I mean, I th that was my passion. So I always did that, but I didn't do it professionally. I did a few plays. Actually, I did do a, a TV series in India, but it, was, it wasn't huge. And then I was mommy for a long time. Uh, and then at 45, I was like, kill yourself, do acting. Do acting. <laughs> uh, so, no, I'm, I'm being dramatic. Uh, but <laughs> I basically decided that I needed to, to follow my passion. And it was time. And so I came to L.A. It's never too late and to follow you your passion. Now. You, you're, you get to play mommy. And not only are you a mommy, you get to play mommy. That's true. I play mommy <laughs> a lot. <laughs> uh, Mira, perhaps we can move over to you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was born in England and, and raised in Southern California and in India. Um, I, I, was, I did my undergrad here in Southern California not entirely sure what I wanted to do. And then I just sort of wandered into the drama department and saw the green room and it looked like they were all having a really good time. And I thought, <laughs> why not give this a shot? And, uh, uh, I mean, I also like a good Indian girl had done Indian classical dancing my whole life. So I wasn't a stranger to being on stage. Um, it was just a different form of expression and engagement with the audience and then from there, um, I applied to drama school in England. I went to Lambda and, and I lived in England for six years and worked there in theater and television and then came back to Southern California to my family here and, um, have been here, you know, for the last 20 years, uh, acting and writing in television, film and theater. So Mira, um, you said that um, you had uh, been uh, acting in the past, and but been been in L.A. Um, acting and writing. And I guess this is a question for both of you. I mean, 
when when you think about um, the kind of roles you were able to have in that, this episode of Quantum Leap, um, is that a rare thing in Hollywood these days to have such an such an ethnic cast to have a project that um, really speaks to your background? Um, is it a rare thing? I I don't think it's a rare thing now. You know, I think there have been a lot of. Uh, writers and creators wanting to tap into this South Asian American experience. There have been a lot of writers who also don't want to, who happen to be South Asian, who just want to say, hey, you know, we're actors here and we just want to be actors and it, you know, whether we, we have this culture and it's part of us, but we want to be able to play, you know, a lot of different parts, not just uh, South Asian. But what I'm finding is that the characters are becoming more nuanced and the stories are becoming more nuanced. They're really rooted in reality of, of, a, of an authentic experience of us as South Asians. I'm finding that there are more and more of those stories being told, which is really wonderful than from, the, from when I came in in the beginning. And that there are South Asian writers and creators doing that. For example, the, you know, Adrita Mukherjee, who wrote this episode you know, is South Asian. So it was, you know, she, you know, I'm sure drew from her experience and told us, you know, a lot of this was inspired by her family, her own family. So. Yeah, there's a, there's a level of authenticity now because of people like Adrita, where, um, you know, the stories that are being told um, are much more um, nuanced, like you said, and much more authentic. When I came 10 years ago, uh, it was very much, Stereotypical. A lot of the uh, a lot of the stuff that I was auditioning for were very stereotypical, and sometimes I just absolutely hated it. Actually, to be honest, um, I don't do that weird Indian accent that sometimes actors are expected to do. Um, and I feel like I'm booking more now than I did when I came in. So ten years ago, I think that Hollywood had that impression that that's how you must sound or whatever. And uh, uh, I think that has changed a lot. And I think that, um, yeah, the stories are really good now. There was no arranged marriage here in this particular episode. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was uh, you know, a real story. So, yeah, that's one thing that I noted about this episode and um, why I enjoyed it so much was that authenticity that you guys are talking about. I mean, it seemed like we weren't just watching a family drama. I mean, th the characters had such a dynamic and such a chemistry that it felt like we were seeing like a real family uh, situation unfold. And uh, I wanted to know a little bit about um, sort of the elements that you guys tried to bring to that to give it that authenticity. I know that you were working with um, another Indian writer and, uh, you know, working with Deborah, of course, we'd like to hear about that. Like, how did you guys collaborate? What did you bring to it to give it sort of of, of that real flavor of, uh, you know, not just not just, OK, this is the episode about the Indian family. You know, this was this was really well put together, heartfelt episode. And I think that all comes down to the relationships that we saw on screen and, um, you know, the, like like just how real it all seems. So uh, if you can talk about that process. I think a lot of it comes from the writing, you know, uh, it was very well written, very well thought through. It was authentic to the Indian family, to the relationships. Uh, I think, uh, our culture, and this is a good thing or a bad thing, but 
were very family oriented uh, to the point of codependency. Mm. Um, and so I feel like it, it all comes from the writing. And uh, Ajita was there the whole time. Uh, she was there with uh, Deborah the whole time. And I felt like there was a lot of collaboration there uh, between her and Deborah. Um, and um, she was watching us the whole time. <laughs> like if I rolled an R because I've been here long enough, now I, I, I think I've picked up some of that. Uh, she was very authentic to that. And she would, you know, she would come back and say, oh, I think we did this. <laughs> um, so I feel like that really helped. And of course, Deborah um, uh, created that safe space where uh, you did not, I mean, you could collaborate with them. And uh, it was just so relaxed. And Raymond is such an amazing actor. Oh, my God, he's so generous. And he's actually very real in the way that he is. Like, um, he just comes from that place where you can just relate to him uh, in a very real way. Um, and, uh, and, I, and I think just the atmosphere on set, everybody was so warm and just, uh, there was no drama. There was no, there was no divas. There was, you know, everything was just relaxed. So you could do your work. And the writing was great, like I said. So, you know, it was just a great atmosphere for you to do your best work, I think. I'm, I'm interested because you've touched on this a little bit um, already. Uh, obviously, Deborah Pratt being an actress herself, no doubt wanted to give you that space to be able to play and explore. But at the same time, yes. network TV, eight-day shoot, very high-paced and, and frantic. Was there ever a feel of a kind of struggle there where you, you wanted to do more than you could? Or did you always feel like there was just enough? No, um, I think there were a couple of times. I mean, I, I, Mira is more experienced than me. So, you know, but for me, this was my first biggest guest star. I've done guest stars, but that's been like five scenes and, you know, uh, in the whole episode. This was a lot. So I was a little anxious about it because I was like, I have to deliver every time. <laughs> uh, and there were some tough scenes. So um, I think it really helped to have Deborah there a couple of times. I think there was one scene that I struggled with, which was uh, uh, the comedic scene where it was like very fast paced. I don't know. It's in the kitchen. Yeah. Do you, do you guys? Um, yes. And it was such a change of pace for me because it we went from um, drama like heavy drama to a uh, sitcom, <laughs> you know, uh, times 10. And it took me a second, but Deborah was just, she was just amazing. You know, she just, she was there to sort of make you feel comfortable. And the last scene, uh, I found that we were rehearsing the last scene where I'm doing that scene with Ray uh, Raymond. Um, I was just like, while rehearsing, suddenly I found myself I was like, I was just welling up. And she just was like, let's go to close up. <laughs> so <laughs> it's good to have a director like that who, who understands that when an actor is ready. Um, and, you know, she just, she moved really fast and she, she knew how to get the best out of, out of the actors. I think, I think Mira would agree. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I think I think the the real wonderful you know thing about about doing this and, and just going back to the the story and why you know um, the foundation of course you know you have to have the writing I think in terms of 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 it you know really tapping into reality is it's it's just a you know bringing in a, a wonderful group of people in terms of the creators and them being open, like Nandini said, creating a safe space, but being open to, to working, you know, with, with the actors. And if I had questions, I could go to Deborah and say, or, um, other than, and ask questions about, you know, this particular line or what we're doing in this scene, you know, to really keep a sense of not the idea of just playing Indians, but we're, a family. Yeah. You know, we're, we're family. We're real. We are, you know, human beings. We are layered. We have relationships. We have a history. You know, we don't come in with only good food and, you know, we come in with, uh, we come in with a real human experience. And I think what's wonderful about Quantum Leap and, and even the past ones, which I used to watch with my mom was that it, that's what it did. It, it tugged on your heart. Right. So it didn't matter where you were from or what ethnicity you were or, or your socioeconomic status. What was really wonderful was the human element of this collective experience. And that's what was so wonderful. It's, it's a show that people keep going to because they're, you know, a, a vast group of people, you know, and, and in terms of, um, because of that. Because of that human element of, of loss, of connection, of love, of, um, you know, a second chance, um, and what ifs, you know, what if, what if this had happened or what if that hadn't happened? Or maybe it didn't. If only we could, you know, go back and say this or do this, you know, so I think everyone feels that you know, which is really wonderful. And what Deborah did so beautifully was, and, and what I, you know, you go into shows as guest stars and there's a tone of a show, right? So like Nandini was saying, like one scene, you know, it was a comedy scene and this, you really have to draw out, but you really find the balance of the tone. And that's what you look to directors for. And that's what Deborah held for us. You know, she could, she could, you know, help us with those levels and, also our own sense of like, we bring in as actors, you know, you watch the show, you see what the tone is and you can always, you know, find your way through that as a, as an actor, you know, and then have that support of a director to kind of guide you when you do go in as a guest star. You know, one of the scenes that we had in the kitchen where my daughter and I really fight, which is really intense. Uh, I remember it was it was written in a certain way and I felt like it was very, very harsh. Uh, and we had a long discussion between Adrita, me and Deborah about how that felt, uh, and, and how I felt it should, I mean, not, not in terms of writing, but just in terms of presentation. And they were very open to, uh, how I felt about it. Um, and, uh, and I think that really helped to just have that, you know, to be able to have, because on TV, you don't have that often. You do not have that. You get on there and you do your work and you see the director when they have a correction, sometimes maybe over a microphone, but, or they'll just, you know, come and talk to you about it. But that kind of collaborative 
experience. I don't know. Uh, I, I think that was special. And again, I mean, it was special. I have had it. I find a lot of wonderful people to be able to work with. Yes. And I I have, you know, been able to, you know, been, been very lucky to, to be able to have that collaboration. So you're constantly seeking it. It doesn't always exist, but when it does, it's really wonderful. And this was one of those moments that it did. Yeah. That actually speaks to a question that I had for you specifically, Nandini. Um, the character of Sonali was, she was difficult. I mean, she was, um, she was pushy. She was stubborn. She was a control freak. Yeah. Yet I never, I never disliked her. And it's, it, you did a wonderful job of like portraying her as someone who can be difficult to get along with. But at the same time, um, there was, there was not like an edge. And is, does that go back to what you were discussing with Deborah? Because I, I, I have to think it was probably a difficult line to walk. Yes. And I think that's what I felt like. Uh, I did not want her to come across as, and I think Deborah had the same feeling, um, uh, did not want her to come across as, I don't want to use foul language, but um, harsh, very harsh. And, and she is, she was, I wanted to be able to show that she she had a lot of pressure in her life, but uh, and she was controlling, and she was she was controlling because she had to control a lot. It was all falling apart, and mm-hmm. so it was important to pr- portray that. Um, but I think, yeah, I think those conversations we did have those conversations. We literally had those conversations where it was like she does not need to t- come across like a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Deborah said, I don't want your character to come across as a bitch. So, Mira, I think that I, I maybe can bring that that to you because, I mean, you had kind of a thankless role in the fact that you were the snooty cousin. And I, I'm just wondering when you were preparing for the role, like, how did you see the character? Did you see the character as being genuinely concerned for, you know, the, the, the family or did you approach it as, yeah, she's just lording it over and she's, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Because yeah, they looked at it two different ways in the episode. It comes, comes through in the end, but uh, how did you approach playing your role? Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's really, um, both in answer to your question. I, I think she, I think these, um, this is what I say about really layered experiences because, you know, you, you can have that aunt or that sister-in-law, you know, who is, or any relative for that matter, who, who does have to brag about the children going to Yale and, and how well the family's doing. And yet at the same time, show up in very difficult times you know, and that's the sort of, you know, multi-layered facet of these characters. So when I prepared for it, it was, it was sort of, um, yes to all of it and unapologetically because there is this sort of, um, uh, pride in terms of the immigrant experience as well. And I'm, you know, from, from what I gather from the episode, you know, my character did grow up in India and came here for a better life. And so part of that are certain achievements that she saw as better, you know, and yet the connection to family and family showing up was very real for her as well. You know, I think also Sonali had a growth where she wasn't accepting of uh, Mira's character. So, you know, I think somewhere she was also kind of, she had barriers 
that she had the breakthrough. Yeah. And I think- and, and also, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, no, you. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, okay. No, I was saying the fact that they show up in the way that they show up, yeah. right? In, in the end, that the whole family shows up. I, you know, I felt that very real because I, I have a very large extended family here and and they've shown up in, in amazing, in the most amazing ways, you know, in, in terms of in the most challenging of times and in the best of times, you know? Right. So. And in my head, uh, I feel like your character would have shown up anyway. If Sonali would have allowed it right at the beginning. I mean, it's just like a relationship has two people. So if you guys can maybe speak to us about um, the experience of working with the rest of the crew, did you guys get to see um, more of the ensemble crew or was it just uh, mainly Raymond and Caitlin? Uh, what was the experience like on the set um, da- daily? I, I, we talked about Deborah a little bit, but all the fans want to know, like, how cool is it to be on the set of Quantum Leap and what goes on? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, all of our scenes were basically with Raymond and Caitlin. I didn't get to meet the the rest of obviously because of being in a different time zone or what is it called? Not time zone, but different century, different decade. Right. <laughs> right. Time and space reality is what I wanted to say, but um, but uh, yeah, I, like I said, they're amazing. Raymond is uh, he has the ability to get really. Um, really authentic but real and like i could see in like in the kitchen scenes uh when i get hurt and things like that i mean i could see the tears well up in him just like take one (laughs) you know so just an amazing actor uh you don't see you don't see that very often especially with male actors you know that he does the action stuff so well too um really talented and Caitlin um is so fun she's exactly who she is like I mean she's she literally uh, comes from the same background as her character right but uh she's so cool um she's ridiculously cool I was just like can can we keep talking please because I want to know everything about you um so yeah really great set um, I, they, they're super, they're just wonderful. They're kind, you know, coming in as a guest star, you always wonder what a set is going to be like. And I think what's really wonder, they were just inclusive. As soon as you walked on, hello, they introduce themselves, they tell you who they are. And that just makes for a better ensemble for that episode, because really we're creating an ensemble for each episode. They're the regulars, they're there all the time. But because of their uh, inclusivity, the way they welcomed, the way they were able to, you know, um, be open to playing and, and collaborating was really wonderful. And, um, and, and I've always learned it, it, it trickles from the top down and, and Raymond and Caitlin are just such nice people. So being on the set of Quantum Leap is really fun. It's a beautiful, they created be- a beautiful set. I'm, I'm sure there's, I, you know, I, I, it's always so different, right? But they created some beautiful set pieces for this and you just, you felt the, the love and the energy that they have and, um, just real pros, you know, real, real wonderful actors to work with too, that can just drop in and tap in to what's needed in the moment and, 
and even the crew around us, the director, uh, our, our director, Deborah and Adrita and um, just the whole crew and everyone, you know, they look after you. So it's a good set. I just wanted to say that um, it comes through in the final product because I feel that the scenes that um, Sonali and Ben have in this episode, it's some of the best Ben stuff we've gotten all season. And wow. um, you guys are in part to thank for that. So, so thank you. But this is, I think a standout episode for Raymond. And I don't think that um, he could have risen to that level without having good guest stars to rise with, you know? Mm. So as a fan, thank you for giving me the feels. This episode made me cry both times I've watched it so far and it will again, I'm sure. So yeah, it it was, it was wonderful. Thank you for that. He's such a good, he's such a wonderful actor. He's such a a wonderful, wonderful actor. I think it helped me too, where, you know, he was able to tap into his emotions so easily. It helped me a lot too. Um, and in the last scene, I think that, uh, it was literally the last scene we shot, the last scene that we had. And so, um, I, I think that that, that sort of also worked for me where it was like saying goodbye. I was literally saying goodbye to somebody that I've been working for five days constantly. And I felt like we had created this bond. Um, and he was playing my son in my head. You know, even though he was playing my daughter, but, um, yeah. And I think that, and, uh, and I think that was a lot of input from Deborah in that last scene too. Um, so she really helped in bringing that, but yeah, I saw the, I saw the emotion in his face. It was like, it inspired me too. I guess, I guess, I mean, we, we've spoken a lot about Quantum Leap, but what, what are you guys uh, doing currently? Where else can we expect to see you? Now that uh, you're on my radar, I want to see everything you're in because I had such a good time with this episode. Uh, Nandini, why don't we start with you? Well, I have an episode of Night Court coming out. Ah. I know. Excellent. Uh, it's a smaller role, but I had a lot of fun on that set too. They're hilarious. So they you're all about are. the reboots. It was, it was so much fun. That's right. I know, isn't that true? <laughs> NBC, a reboot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where it all ends, though. It's completely different. Um, so we're going to see you on so Mac and P.I. now. And... <laughs> well, that would be nice. <laughs> um, and uh, and I've, I've, I'm trying to – I've written something that I'm trying to, to make into – well. It's, it's right now a pilot. It's a TV pilot. It's called My Indian Mother. And uh, I've been actually trying to sell it. I do have a literary manager. Um, but I'm also trying to write it into a version of a feature because I think that uh, that's easier to create. I mean, Mira knows. Mirana has been writing, produce, and direct movies. And I think, well, she's going to talk about it. But, um, so I, I think that's... I want to go the same route of independent films. And so I'm in the process of trying to create a a version of it as a feature film. So we'll see. Maybe it'll make it on the big screen. I'm hoping. Best of luck with that. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. We have to talk about about that, Mira. You're going to help me maybe, hopefully. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Of course. Always. Always. (laughs) Always. Yeah. Um, what do you have coming up, Mira? 
Um, right now, um, I have, a, I just finished filming an episode of SWAT, which was uh, a really nice, um, you know, action packed scene and a standoff with the SWAT team, which is always, you know, super fun. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. That'll be on CBS. I'm not sure of the air date. Um, there's a film, you know, uh, that, um, I I'm in called Four Samosas, which is actually now out on AMC plus, and it is, um, going to be on Hulu soon. It was, it was in the theaters released by IFC films. And, um, so that's out right now. And also on, um, all kinds of different, um, I think Miss India America, it's a film I wrote and uh, co-wrote and produced that um, my husband, who's a writer, director, actor, directed and co-wrote. And that is on Hulu. It's a comedy. I was in it. And Nandini was in it. <laughs> and she was very good. And um, I was in it, too. Yeah. But, you know, that that's how we met. Um, we we you hired we, me. Hi- we hired Nandini. So <laughs> so there there's a connection that goes quite a ways back. I'm working on a collection of essays. So um, a collection of essays um, that have to do with being um, raised as a South Asian American, the immigrant sort of, you know, overarching umbrella um, or arching, whether it's an arch or an arc, kind of both, um, that that sort of experience of family and um, loss and connection and what is that American dream. So so that that's happening in a couple of films too that are in development. So it's good. Yeah. Oh, it's great to hear that you guys are so busy, so active. Yeah. I look forward to to seeing that. And, uh, you know, um, where uh, I guess people can find you or our listeners can find you on the socials, on, on the Instagram and on, on the Facebook. Yeah. And- I mean, my Instagram handle is at Mira Simhan. So yeah. very, very easy. Mine's Just my actually Nandini Manotra at Nandini Manotra again. So oh, so there you go. Not very so- hard on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good. We like that. It's been terrific. Uh, it's been terrific talking to you, hearing about your time on the show. Um, thank you both, uh, Nandini, Mira. Thank you for your time and for for joining us. Oh thank my you. God! Thank thank you so much. It's really wonderful. It's really wonderful to be here. And uh, yeah, thanks for watching and having having me. Thank you. Us. Hello Leapers, it's Matt and Chris here and uh, we're very happy today to have a special guest. It's friend to the podcast, uh, our very dear friend Deborah Pratt. Welcome back to the show, Deborah. Thank you very much. Great to be back. And particularly special as well because after so many years involvement with Quantum Leap, this is the first time you're directing an episode. Amazing. Yes, it's true. It's true. It's true. I was head writer and uh, executive producing, and every time there was a fire, I had to. <laughs> it seemed like it was my turn to direct something, but I always made sure there was a black woman directing. Um, of those four episodes, were were the only women that directed. As a matter of fact, um, yeah, I remember once they came to me and said the script is completely not working. The studio and the network are rejecting it. We need a script by Monday. It was Friday. I had three days to write a script. I wrote um, Seabright. Oh, you wrote that in three days. Wow. (laughs) 
That's a personal favorite. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Mine too. Mine too. And, and funny with family style, I wanted to um, have a big Bollywood dance number. So when I uh, wrote Sea Bride, I said, I went to Scott and I said, can you tango? And he went, I can learn. I said, I know you can learn anything. <laughs> and so I called a dear friend of mine, uh, Bobby Duncan, who is no longer with us and said, I'm going to write a scene that has to be played out against a tango number. And he said, got it. And I thought he nailed it. Scott nailed it. Beverly nailed it. I mean, everybody just had a great time. And then um, the interesting thing was after we did it, I saw it in like four or five television episodes. I saw it in two movies. <laughs> Suddenly it became the thing to do. So it made me very proud that Quantum did it first. So when you say that you were slated to direct episodes of the series during the original run, uh, do you recall which episodes those were? Were they specifically ones that you had written or you had just come up in the rotation for that season? Or how did that work back then? Well, they definitely had uh, a rotation. And at the beginning of the season, they put you into slots. And um, I don't know that I could recall. I, I wanted to say it was one of the courtroom dramas. I don't, I don't think it was the third part of, maybe it was uh, part three of the trilogy or so help me God. It was one of those two. I remember. Um, anyway, it was just, it didn't happen. And I didn't think we were going to be taken off the air. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, I haven't directed. <laughs> so so season six finally comes along 25 years later, and yeah. your, your executive producer, was this part of the 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 goal um, for you as this all kicked off, that you would finally oh, get your chance in the director's chair this year? I said, if, I co if I'm coming back to do this show, I'm directing more than one episode. <laughs> so I'm directing one um, in August. Uh, in season two. So hopefully it'll just keep going in that direction because it's such a fun show. The cast is so great. The scripts are wonderful. Um, I, I love the everybody producing cast crew writers. You know, I'm, I feel very blessed that, that it, the show has been embraced and created in a way that it can grow and prove my point that Quantum Leap can be uh, a, a legacy show that goes on for 10, 20 years and movies and games and toys and franchise stuff. And I couldn't get people to see or hear that. And I'm hoping that this time, this time I've made leap home. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the things we, we've been speaking about this weekend is um, how family style is such a, a, a small, self-contained family story that it, it harkens back a lot to the original series. Was that Did that make that an appealing episode for you to direct, or was it just that it just no, happened to be the one assigned? It happened to be – when I saw the story come in, I was very interested in it and said so. When I saw the script come in, I knew that it was and that I could take all the magic from the original show and sprinkle it 
in the script because Adretha's script just, it was about humanity and people and food and all the things that make us um, human. It was a very humanizing story. And it, it set up, it set up things like prejudice and um, the, the struggles of an immigrant family. It set up uh, the loss of a family member. It set up children growing up. I mean, it hit on so many central family um, core elements that I, as soon as I read it, I said, I got this. And I tried to talk them into doing a Bollywood number at the end. That's my big dream. I want to direct a Bollywood movie with a big dance number. Um, but but Adritha, her sensibility of the culture uh, was so enlightening to me. And, you know, I I got to do all the foodie stuff that I had seen in the bear. And, you know, once I knew that it was once I got the script and saw the heart in it. I immediately saw the humor in it. And I told them, I said, this is going to feel like a comedy, but it'll be a roller coaster ride. So it'll go from comedy to drama and then back to comedy. And, and to me, that was truly the gift of Quantum Leap, that you could go through so many um, emotions in telling this story. And I was excited because um, Raymond had said to me, and I had seen it in, in just him having fun around the set, he had said that he had gone to clowning school, which is why he's so physical and his performances, I think, contributes to that. So he was, he was right in it and right on it and had some beautiful, wonderful, you know, just humorous moments that I could capture to help tell the story. And I think it, it, you know, it got to expand his character and he got to have some fun. Yes, it was dr- dramatic, you know, when um, Kathy and her goon pulled a gun on him. Um, but also when Kathy said to him, when he came up after uh, the the uh, restaurant was destroyed and said, you did this. And I loved her reading. I wouldn't. You know, <laughs> I would never. Um but she said something that's so Karen um, about the moment as I saw it when she said, and if you reported it, they wouldn't believe you. They would believe me, wouldn't they? And it was so, it was such a quantum leap moment in that sense where someone would have the opportunity to see in themselves, wow, that's that mentality of you think you're better than me just because I'm an immigrant or my skin is brown. And, and it opens a dialogue for a conversation, which we desperately need in this country. It's not, it's not you acting out. It's you watching someone else act out and it's how you relate to it. Which side of that coin do you stand on and how watching it makes you feel? I think that's quantum leap in general. Um, you watch a show that you love, what makes you love it? I think the humanity, again, I go back to that in, um, Sonali's, um, journey. And Nandini did such a beautiful job in it when she had to come to the conclusion that she 
her children were grown. She didn't have to be the mother because they were grown. And that whole last moment um, between she and Ben is so poignant for him because he got to do what he couldn't do in his own life childhood um, was just to say, I love you to his mother. And for her, which was to accept the fact that it was okay to let your children to op- to love them with open arms. Your arms are open. They can always come back, but you're open now. I trust you as an adult. And I think those messages were important for me as a director to make sure they, they, sh- they shone brightly because that they're so relatable. They're so universal. It's it's funny you mentioned the fact that it was kind of like a roller coaster. It's going to seem like a comedy, and then we're going to go to the drama. When we spoke to Nandini yesterday, she had mentioned the fact that so, sometimes she felt like she was on like a dramatic set, and then all of a sudden it was like being on like a four camera comedy. And um, she said that you had helped guide her through that because it got very intense at points. And we also discussed the fact that for such such on paper, such a harsh character, like someone that is just stubborn and prideful and will not see anybody else's point of view. She never came across as unlikable. And um, she and you had had a discussion about that to try to thread that needle. Can you talk a little bit about that process? To Because a lot was riding on her performance in this episode. Uh, yeah, I know that was the big fear of everybody at that network in the studio. And I said... If we cast it correctly, you won't have anything to worry about. And so what I, I, I mean, there were several times that she and I sat down and talked. Um, I, but I said, in this opening scene, I need to see your strength. But at the same time, I need to, you to be a mommy. For you, these, this woman standing behind you is still 12 years old. And when... Um, when Ben says, yes, chef. And she goes, yes, chef. And she punks his nose. And that was her idea. And it was just the perfect uh, gesture to say, how about yes, mummy, right? (laughs) (laughs) Those things made her endearing. And, and, um, she's a wonderful actress. She took direction incredibly well. Um, there was a depth to her that I truly appreciated. And she was struggling with something she didn't even know she was struggling about. And the, the big emotion that plays into it is fear. You've lost your husband. You're about to lose your children. You, how do you keep the one business that he left you going and it's already f- falling off of a cliff? So she's questioning her very existence and at the same time trying to be as strong as her husband was. And, you know, the other thing I thought Adritha did so beautifully was she brought in the essence of the culture. And her understanding of, I knew music was incredibly important. Um, her understanding of the music, she was very helpful in selecting all of that. The wardrobe, I, I was shooting the scene in the restaurant when um, Mira and, um, I can't think of it, well, Gory is the, the uh, other cousin, came in with the, with, the, with the gifts and the flowers for the year of his uh, death. And um, I think Gory came in and her scarf looks strange to me. And I reached over to try to adjust it. And she said, 
every fold in this scarf has meaning. And I went, wow. And I stepped back and I said, <laughs> I, I, I don't know this culture. Please, please put it back the way it was. So it was. And Adritha, I think in writing that, it was very specific about what food she chose to put in the episode, um, how these women dressed, uh, how each of the family members dressed. So that there was, um, and I thought it was very important. I remember talking to to uh, to our costume director, uh, Genevieve. I said, I want this show to be about jewel tones. I want everybody to be in golds and rubies and sapphires and the colors that that bring in the 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 depth of what I think to be the culture. And I think that was a really good choice. She did a beautiful job in the richness of it that I don't think the series had has the opportunity to reflect. So not only you were telling a story about a family, but you were telling a story about a culture and the food that pulls them together. And which is why I'm asking everybody that watches the show to um, tweet your favorite food, tweet your favorite, you know, family dinner story. And if you're an immigrant, tweet what's important about your family coming together around the table for food. Um, there's a scene at the end where I, I set everybody coming around a table because that was very important at the end where they talk about they owe $30,000 in debt. And then um, Mira says, oh, or Podami, Podamini, oh, I, I forgive me if I mess these names up says, I ha I got a, a big bonus. I'm happy to chip in. And then somebody else says, I'm happy to chip in. I wanted that whole thing to happen around a table. Even though they're not sitting down and eating, they come together around this table. So there was a lot of symbolism that uh, it was important for me to weave in, in the storytelling. One of the things that um, I, I think, Matt, you might have mentioned it already in, in your opening statements was the fact that this one felt so much like the original Quantum um, in the sense that we got a lot of family backstory for Ben, too, which expanded on some of the stuff that we saw in What a Disaster, It's a Disaster, a Disaster. I don't know what we're calling it these days, but uh, I... I wanted to know if that um, specifically you were trying to evoke some of the feeling of the old show or was it just just happened to be in the script where, where there are elements that you said, yes, this is so quintessentially quantum leap. Let's play this aspect up. And I asked that because when I watched this episode both times, I felt more connected to Ben. Um, as the leaper, as the lead than I have in um, many of the previous episodes. And I think it's due to that, that old quantum leap feeling. And it also, you know, it, it brought me to tears both times I watched it. Okay. So um, it, it really did have a lot of the DNA of, of the old show while bringing some of the strongest elements of the new show to the fore. I just, I, I wanted to know what, you know, what kind of balancing act you did, did there, or was it even conscious? No, it was very conscious. Um, when I read the beats for the story, I thought, hmm, this has the potential of being a true, in my mind, a true OG quantum leap. When I got the script, I read it and I went, and then I knew I was directing it. I said, I know all the magic places. <laughs> I know all the magic places because it's my, this is my other child, um, of how to make this a genuine, old school quantum leap. And so I really went through um, 
when I was setting my shots and I said, I want it to be fun. It, well, I think I told you before, I have four H's that I feel make a quantum leap, which is um, history, heart, humor. I always forget the fourth one. History, heart, humor, and hope. Hope. The most important one. And this one had it all. History, heart, humor, and hope. I'll get it right someday. <laughs> I need more coffee. What are you talking about? And um, it had it all. And I thought, this is my opportunity to marry these shows. And um, Adritha was a dream. She taught me so much about the Indian culture and, and the love of the a love of the food. You cannot watch the show without wanting to go order Indian food. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it was fun in the sense that, you know, um, I, and I said to, to Raymond, you love this. You have to play that. You love the idea that you've leapt into a chef and that it made you fall in love with this family. So through the food, through your dream of being a chef, and and Addison was incredibly supportive in that line where she said, better than sports, you like food. (laughs) (laughs) So again, it was very well written, very well, you know, elements were very woven in. And then I was able to bend the performances so that you fell in love with these people. And even when they had the argument and um, Manisha walked out, on the family, you saw the the stakes being raised of these, this family's fallen apart. They've lost the father, the sisters being, you know, ignored and disrespected by the mother. The mother is trying to be respected by her daughter, which were such universal um, family issues. You know, how do you, how do you become a woman under the umbrella of a strong woman? Is a, is a huge question that most girls have to ask themselves. And the first time that you stand up to your mom and says, no, mom, I'm grown, is a shock to both of you. So the, the, the reality of the story and the humanity of the story and the universality of the story, um, were on the page. And I, I saw them through my lens, um, which is, I think, why the why I was able to get the performances because uh, I knew what to ask for, and the actors were so wonderful about getting it. They got it, and um, and Bill to you know what was setting up of what was set up in in the very beginning of Sam's loss. Sam, I'll never subject that. Of Ben's loss of his mother and the fact that he never got to say goodbye, and to give him that was a huge opportunity and I knew how um, important it was for the, for the show, for the character um, to endear the audience, to make them understand. And to the people that haven't, that, you know, no one is, or so rarely is, are you there when someone you love that much as your mother leaves the world? And that last, I love you to get to say that um, is important. And that's, again, that's some of the magic of Quantum Leap. Uh, You know, I think I told you a story about a young man who related to me watching the show with his parents and they were getting a divorce and his world was falling apart. And he said, I wish 
Sam would leap into my life and fix my life. And I thought that's why the show is incredibly successful because it gives you the hope of somebody coming in to fix it. And then the reality that it's up to you to at least fix it for yourself, if not actually fix the situation um, that it is based on. The end of this one reminded me so much of uh, the end of Promised Land when Sam gets that that final hug with his dad, which he never even got in in the leap home. He just said goodbye, dad, made the shot, and he leapt. So um, giving Sam that closure, I, I honestly, I felt like I was watching Scott. I'm going to stop gushing now. Uh, it's not to denigrate Raymond, but I felt like Scott was back on the set. That's how much I love this episode. And we're talking about sort of um, the blending of the old series and the new series and you knowing the sweet spots and finding that DNA. It's funny to me, we haven't been able to speak to you since the series premiered. The last time we spoke to you, you had permission to speak to us, but you really couldn't say anything about the new show or the process. So I want to go back and have that interview, too, if we can (laughs) just spend a couple of minutes talking about, you know, this whirlwind. I mean, it's from last September to now. It's crazy to me that we're almost done with the first season of the new Quantum Leap. And we're just now getting to talk to you about the whole process. Um, can, can we, can we go back to just to the beginning and just talk about, you know, what you've been doing, what you've been feeling? What's it like to, to bring this baby back to the world? Um, well, I'm, I'm grateful to be, um, a voice and, um, to, to add my, to, it's a, it's a tough situation because, I want it to evolve in the direction that it's going to evolve. So I don't want to, to say, go this way, go this way, go this way. So a lot of what, which I have done, but a lot of what, <laughs> um, I, I call myself keeper of the lore. So I can talk to them about, you know, how Ziggy is used, how, um, when Addison should just hit a button and pop out rather than walk away, how, you know, and they've bent the the realities that, that we originally created of having her be in a scene and sitting on something. Um, but we just play the fact that there are chairs in the, you know, in the imaging oh. chamber <laughs> you, and the suspension of disbelief has worked uh, in that sense. Um the fact that uh, that that um, Ryan and Stephen, when they conceived of the the present, um, conceived it wrapped in a love story, I thought was was very special and unique, and um, and also the fact that unlike the original Quantum Leap, because we couldn't afford a fancy headquarters. You, the audience, was trapped in the past with Sam, and the only connection to the future was Al. So Al's sentimentality about history was through his lens. He had experienced civil rights because he marched in the civil rights. Uh, He marched um, for civil rights. Probably walked in Black Lives Matter. You know, so he has seen those things and brings a personal history to them. I like the fact that they're playing that the personal's history of all the members of the quantum leap team 
come in in sentimentality last uh, two week ago episode let them play was beautifully done i thought when ian told their story um that reflected into the character and um so it's it's finding a balance of allowing for the creation that i think martin and dean and the writers have so carefully crafted uh, uh, taking us into the next evolution, the next generation of, of this series. So you can say, okay, it is quantum leap, but it's a different direction. So if you were, if I could describe it the best way is in parallel worlds, there's room for multiple versions of it just like star trek you know you may have loved the original star trek but next generation was just not your flavor and enterprise might have been closer to what you thought it should be because at at its core it was a it was um a, a series of of uh, anthological moralistic stories um very biblical in this in that sense and and I th think that what made each show successful was there was enough of that in every one of them. And there's enough, you know, cool science fiction to, to take care of the nerds like me that I'm, you know, I can switch into. So I think what they've done by introducing this fabulous headquarters and the technology that Ziggy has become, um, is really cool and really fun. And the only thing that that does in keeping us in the present is, is created two shows that now have to blend together. So I was very lucky in, in this one because I had a little more latitude in those 42 minutes that you get in, in television to really get into the heart of the family show. And, and then the, the story of, that that's going to take us through and hang on to your seats to the season finale um, will be, was so amazing because again, it was a very personal story for, for Ian and, and magic. Oh my God, Ernie Hudson. I love him so much. I told you when, when that we were talking casting and I knew that er, Ernie, that magic was coming back. I just went, Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson, Ernie Hudson, Ernie Hudson. That's it. That's the only person that can play it. And um, I believe that he nailed it. He nails it every week. He is the father of Quantum Leap. That, you know, I guess in Dean's own way, represented too. But, um, and then we got to see a side of Ian in the relationship with Rachel they tell their story and question themselves as to their capability of making the decision that was made, not knowing why. And it really, I think it really triggers the, the rest of this journey um, for this season, which hang on to your seats. It's going to be a bumpy flight. <laughs> That's all I can <laughs> Just st sticking with the, the Ian plot for a moment. Um, we noticed uh, Mason brought in their, or Mason had their real life partner to work with. Was Alice, that, yeah. 
yeah, was that their suggestion? Was that did that just come about naturally through casting? And what kind of impact did that have on how the scenes played out? Well, there was an instant chemistry for sure, and um, we had met <clears throat> we had met Alice um, up in Vancouver and liked her, and I'd seen her a bunch of other times. So when the idea came up that she was available to do it. It was a no-brainer, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, that wasn't a big thing. It, it's instant chemistry between them because they love each other and they care about each other. So they could play that moment really brilliantly. Um, and it, it, it also gave potential for future storylines. I hope. I haven't seen it yet, but I hope. <laughs> Well, when, when you mentioned future storylines and the potential that was sort of embedded in the dynamic that you set up in this episode, especially with Ian seeing their ex-partner, we finally got out of the project a little bit and saw these characters more as individuals instead of workers. And I am wondering if the show is going to maybe lean a little bit more into that um, as as the um, the breakneck pace of the mystery box starts to wrap itself up. Um, do you think that we'll have a chance? Because one thing that is very marked about this episode is that it just had a, a, a chance to breathe. There were just some nice, intimate scenes that weren't all about chasing the next clue. And um, it, I think the show benefited from it. Will we be seeing more of this type of storytelling where applicable as the show goes on? If you can even answer that. I'll let you know as to how well we do on Monday night. (laughs) 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 Because that's what determines a lot of that. You know, it really is. Television is interactive in its own special way. Um, You know, you have a vision, you have an idea. um, You have the voice of the characters. I think, again, Martin Dean, the writers all really understand the direction they want to go, but it can bend based on the love that the audience gives the show. So, you know, it's really up to the response uh, of the audience, I believe. But I, I, I trust all these people. You know, I joke saying the quantum leap was my middle child. Um, but I, I see so much potential from what, is happening with the show. And I think you nailed it, Christopher, in the sense that um, there was a breath and mm. there should be that kind of breath. And maybe not every episode, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see how people respond to it. And, and if the love of it is there, why not? Mm. But you have to remember that the, that the, the surrounding ingredient is the audience. You know, we're not just saying here, watch this. We're saying, how does it make you feel? This is a show about how does it make you feel? And um, as long as we respect that, which we did deeply in the, the original series, quantum leap can live on. That's what I'm talking about. So, um, now that um, you've directed your first episode, you have another one coming up in the second second season. Um, when when are we going to get uh, a Deborah Pratt script 
Are you writing any episodes? Are are you part of the writer's room or is that a possibility going forward? Well, I'm not part of the writer's room other than I give my notes. So in that sense, yes, I am. Um, Again, it's very important to me that this lives and breathes on its own. Um, I'm writing a motion picture for Quantum Leap. We'll see if it goes. Um, But I believe that the franchise is expandable in that way. If freaking Star Trek can have nine spinoffs and <laughs> nine movies, that so can we. I keep saying this. Um, never say never. Anything is possible. Okay. I'm really pulling for the um, Teresa Bruckner return and Troyan's return to the show. So where's <laughs> Teresa at these days? She's right funny, into the wheelhouse. <laughs> a funny story. So after Troyan did Teresa... Her father wrote her um, a reoccurring character in a series called Tequila and Bonetti mm-hmm. about a guy and a talking dog. And um, she gets on the set as Mariska Haggerty's daughter. And they start calling her by a different name. And she stopped the director and she says, no, my name is only Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> All of six. And we get a call from the set saying... Uh, I'm getting notes from a six-year-old. She will not allow. <laughs> she will not allow herself to be called anything but Teresa. <laughs> and when Beautiful. I stopped laughing, when I stopped laughing, I said, "You're going to have to take her note." I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it was very great. funny. Did she become Teresa in that? It's been a while since I've seen. I have seen Tequila and Bonetti, but. <laughs> She did. Oh, brilliant. I never noticed that connection. And then Don wrote her a big episode where she was kidnapped and this, that, and whatever happened. And he brings uh, the, the episode to her and she looks at it and she says, well, where are the words that I have to say? And so he shows her and there's like pages and pages of dialogue. And she goes, no, nah, I don't want to do that. That's too many lines. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, comes in my office and he goes, Talk to your daughter. And I went, <laughs> what do you mean talk to my daughter? She won't do this. And and this flashes back to, I think, the story I told you. When we shot um, Another Mother, she was on the set waiting to do a scene with Dean Stockwell. And Dean Stockwell walked onto the set. And I had had the kids, you know, Troy and I actually was the only one that was born at the time, down to the set. So he knew her, but suddenly he sees her sitting on his set. And he... He looks at her and I'm over there, you know, just thinking how cool this is that, you know, my daughter is doing an episode of my show that I wrote. And he comes over to me and he goes, why is she here? And I went, what? Oh, she's going to play the little girl. And he goes, do you need the money? Hmm. And I went, what? He said, do you need the money? Because if you don't need the money, do not take away that child, uh, that, that her, her childhood. And I looked and I saw a child star who had supported his family for his entire life, giving me a piece of advice that was gold. And so after that show aired, I got all kinds of calls from people saying they wanted her in this and that and the other. And I went, no, I don't need the money. And she needs a life. And she, she was friends with the Olsen twins at that time. And I had experienced going out with them and what it was like to be surrounded by people. And I thought, if she loves this business, she'll find her way back to it. And she did in Pretty Little Liars, for sure. 
So when I said, when Don said, talk to your daughter, I went, well, you talk to her. But based on what Dean said, I'm not going to push this. So he had to rewrite the episode. And I'm trying to think of the actress. She went on. She's still a very successful working actress that he wrote the episode about. He just changed that it was not about her daughter, but about this other young girl. What was her name? She had an unusual name like Thorin or... Thora Birch? Thora Birch. It was Thora Birch. Yeah. Wow. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Anyway, so those are the things that I think make this an an interesting family's family drama. (laughs) (laughs) So, Deborah, it's been a fantastic half hour or so talking to you, uh, as always. Could you maybe just um, finish by giving us a a couple of your your key hopes for the future of of Quantum Leap and the franchise? Um, A motion picture or a series of motion pictures, uh, a ride at Universal Studios, a video game. I mean, I, I feel like there's an animation series that could spin out of it. I think that there is, you know, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but Raymond Lee can sing. I hope we do some episodes where he performs because he has a gorgeous voice and soulful as get out, all get out. Um, Soundtrack CD. Soundtrack CD, exactly. And Ian, um, they also have an amazing voice. So between the two of them, I think, you know, it could be a really fun scenario to to tell its story. We, I mean, Scott certainly was anything you asked of him. He just kind of said, oh, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. Except for the, <laughs> except for the episode where he was a catcher in the circus. Yeah, yeah. Felt so bad for him. He had to swing upside down for hours. <laughs> and I just felt so bad for him. But um yeah, I mean Quantum Leap can be anything and can do anything and the more talented the actors are, the more exciting the possibilities of storylines are. Um in family uh style, we got to talk about being an immigrant. Um, again, that moment where, uh, Kathy has blown up the place and she's talking to the, she's talking to the, the, um, firemen and says, well, you know, you give immigrants from another country a shot and look what Mm -hmm. they do and whatnot. And then when Ben comes up to her and says, you blew up this restaurant, you burn this restaurant. And she said, I wouldn't, I never would. And she said, and if you tried to tell anybody, who would they believe? It was such a powerful state, Karen statement of I'm better than you. I'm white. You're brown. Get used to it. And, and to me, on a whole other level, it opens a thought process and possibly a conversation with people who never talk. We live in a country where people forget how to talk to each other. They just go, you don't like it. I, I like it. We don't have anything in common. But the truth is, there's so much that you have in common. And if it, if it did what it, the original series did was, which was to open a dialogue, then the power of television, the power of good writing, um, becomes even more important. And that's what I saw when we first created Quantum Leap and the opportunity to do it again is here. The right people to do it again is right here. And the audience, obviously, 
are coming to the table. So tweet me your favorite food. Tweet me your favorite family story. Um, if you're an immigrant, tweet me something or come to the visionquest.com um, and, and send me a letter uh, under contact. I try very hard to answer them. And then also let me know how you feel about the show. How did the show make you feel? Um, I'm telling everybody I have a new book coming out um, called uh, Mirrors. The Dragon Mirror is the first in the series. And uh, if you go to mirrorsthenovel.com, you know, it's just going up. So it's it's a really fresh series. But come and check it out. I'm creating new stuff all the time. So I'm writing. I'm just, I'm growing. Let me put it that way. <laughs> Well, that's fantastic. We will look forward to checking that out. Um, Deborah, thank you again for your time. And on behalf of the Leapers everywhere, thank you so much for being such an integral part of the show and its relaunch and for, for sticking close to it to continue to be its guiding light. We got season two. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And thank you, Matt, for the incredible work that you have done on your books. I can't wait to see the new one. Um, I'm very excited about it. Like I said, it has saved me <laughs> in many an interview. <laughs> you flatter me so much. <laughs> so I'm really excited to see, uh, to get the new one. And, um, and thank you for the time and the effort and the energy and capturing, um, the behind the scenes and the, and this, the quirkiness of the show and the beauty of the show and the love of the show. And someday I'm going to get them to do a kiss with history. That's what I got to do before. <laughs> Just one kiss Absolutely. with history. And they're tough. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Deborah.